Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wild Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we explore all the ways we can deeply connect as humans to bring each other delicious, delicious pleasures in safer, risk-aware ways. And our guest today is the Marketing and Communications Director for the sponsor of this episode, One Condoms. She has been in the sex industry for 14 years. Born in Finland, she is excited to share about how her brand helps penis owners and their partners discover new heights of pleasure, comfort, and confidence. 
And she is going to tell us about OneFlex, a brand new thin condom technology made with graphene, allowing for 85% better body heat transfer for a skin-to-skin feel. Welcome, Mila! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today, especially about condoms and sex and sexual health. It's just, I love it. And graphene, it just sounds so cool. Can you first start off by telling us if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shameometer with 10 being so full of shame and one being I have no shame at all, where do you fall today right now? I'd say somewhere between a two and a three. And certainly when I look back at my life, it's fluctuated over the years. One example would be when I moved from Finland to Texas at the sweet, gentle age of 11 and very started to realize that, huh, people here certainly talk about sex a different way. And I was very young, but also just about bodies too. I had a friend who found out that in Finland, we love saunas, right? Mm -hmm. And people in Finland, everybody has a a sauna in their house or most households do. It's just who wears a culture. It's where we go relax. We take a deep breath at the end of the day. It's very healthy. But we're also naked, and often you're naked with your friends or family members. And when my friend in middle school found that out, went and told everybody in school, like, Mila has seen her friend's penis or whatever, you know, has sauntered naked with her cousins. And yeah. to me, I was so embarrassed. And immediately that shamanometer was like at a 10, right? <laughs> because I didn't realize that that was weird. So very quickly realize that there's different, even not just sex, but just generally being naked. Like for us, there's a way to be naked in a sauna. It's not sexual, but then very quickly realize like, oh, this is a different way to also talk about bodies and nudity and just sex in general. So that was like a very early experience of thinking about shame when it comes to. Damn, I relate to that so hard because also it's not officially weird, right? It's just the culture. And I too, like I grew up in California and my parents are medium regular. Like if we had to like in an American scale, they're like kind of in the middle. However, they were in the military stationed in Germany a lot. Like my heritage is German on on half my family. And so it's like, like we're not naked around each other now as adults, but like grew up with that level of comfort and also like hot tubs, spa. Like we have a sauna actually on my parents' ranch. And so it's like, we're not weird about it. You know, I don't go around looking at my dad and brother naked because there is enough American in us that like that's, we're too old for that. But like, I definitely remember being 24 and talking on the phone to my best friend and being like, it's the weirdest thing. I was single for the first time. You know, I had my first boyfriend, 22 to 24. I was like, every time I take a date up to the hot tub after a date, like they always make a move on me. Like they always kiss me. And my best friend was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, even my mom knows what hot tub means and I was like what does it mean like because it was just something different even in my family and I didn't put those pieces together so wow okay so how did you get down to a two or three like what was that kind of process like well it was realizing even in so some of my earlier sex ed classes in Texas you can imagine they were abstinence only and Focus just on shame. It was all about like, how do you shame kids as much as you can into not having sex? And I have two examples that I can talk through in a little bit, but realizing then through some of those early experiences, how people talked about sexual health, like, I don't like this. And I would like to figure out ways throughout my life to talk to people about sexual health in a different way. So I did sex education in college. I did public relations 
for sexual health organizations and LGBTQ organizations after college, and then eventually wound up at the condom company. So I've just found these little different ways to talk about sexual health. And I think in that process, it also helped me get rid of some of that learned shame or throughout my life. And now sex is basically all I talk about where somebody's Uber ride is taking me somewhere. And all of a sudden now they've gotten like a whole sex ed one-on-one lesson. Realizing that when they picked me up that we were going to talk about custom fit condoms and lubricant and the menstrual cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Boundaries. Like if I can tell they're uncomfortable, I'm not going to keep talking necessarily, but just being a lot more open about it. Absolutely. Do you feel comfortable saying when shame does still arise in those moments that are a two or a three, like how, if ever, does it evolve? How or when? Mm, that's a good question. I think sometimes when I share something that I might want to experience, right, sexually or in a relationship, and then whether it's just cues from another person, visual or body language, would they might be not doing it on purpose, but they're like, oh, that's a little weird. And everyone has their boundaries and that's cool and chill where for a second you're like, okay, maybe the shame meter goes up a few notches, but then that's how you also realize like, are you sexually compatible with somebody? Right. And through those conversations, it's perfect that way. So more private life, not so much work life. Do you ever have shamey moments that are work related? Because I feel like for me, work, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can talk about everything. I can like help people figure stuff out. And then it's still in my private life. Sometimes someone like I was on a date the other night and he was like, yeah, what is at the top of your bucket list right now? And even though I have like shared that semi-publicly with all my patrons, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I have noticed. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we talk about sex all the time. We help people and oh, how do you communicate and how do you talk about this? But then sometimes practicing it in real life, you do realize it is difficult to share. Here's the things that I would like to try. Here's the things at the top of my bucket list. And being able to talk about it, it is hard. It's even hard for me. And I talk about this every day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for me, that's part of it too, right? Because whoever I'm out with, it's usually not another sex industry professional. And so then I'm like, I feel this extra layer of pressure to like be an expert, which I never have been, right? Like my whole thing is I ask people questions because I love learning directly from people. And now I've done a fuck ton of other research, but totally relate to that. I resonate with that too because of the type of work that this is. It's almost like I have this fear that they expect me to be an expert in every single thing around sex and communication and all these things, which we're all still learning, right? No matter where you might be. Professional or professional, professional and personal journey, we're all still learning and still practicing. And it takes practice. Like communication also takes practice. So yeah. something that we constantly, hopefully, continue to learn to do. I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with practicing communication, especially sex-related stuff, because that's always been something that has felt like a unfolding challenge, a continuously unfolding challenge. Also for me, I used to be incredible incredibly shy, like incredibly shy, especially moving from Finland as a culture to Texas as a very different culture. I didn't really speak in school for probably the first six months. I was just a kid who didn't really say much in school at all because cultural norms, how you talk to each other, the fact that teachers called you sweetie. I thought that that was weird as hell. 
Wow. You know, <laughs> you know. I went home and talked to my mom. I was like, I think my teacher's a pervert. He called me sweetie. And <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, it's a Texas thing, like very endearing, you know. Right. But just getting used to the cultural norms. And so I was very shy, was having a hard time making friends. And if you would have told that girl at, you know, in middle school that one day you're going to be in front of like 300 people talking to them about condoms and lubricant and how to measure your penis properly for a perfectly fitting condom, I feel like I would have just went straight to the floor and never gotten out. Yeah. I don't want that. So definitely learning process. That is so, okay, that's an interesting thought that I have not specifically thought about for myself because I too, like as a middle schooler, very shy. What an awkward time in your life too to move across the world to a different culture. Like, wow, wow. Also to talk, I mean, well, we'll get into the penis measuring, but I have so many like brand new bucket list fantasies related to that. I'm like, I'd like to line them up and just, get them. okay, so I need people to apply and okay, okay, okay. So, but tell us next, what is sex to you? And then what is sexy to you? Sex to me is anything that brings you joy and pleasure in a sexual kind of way. Yeah. I think that's another thing where the early education is so much about penis and vagina and baby and don't do it till you're this age or married and that you don't talk enough about the good parts of sex and communications and relationships. And it's hopefully this positive, pleasurable experience with people that you care about and that care about you and your pleasure and your well-being in the process. Yeah. Sexy to me is communication. And I'm always going to go back to that, but somebody who's like listening and watching for body cues and also very into positive reinforcement. Like Mm. let's not talk and give each other weather report through sex, but like positive reinforcement. I want to know that you're having a good time. Totally. That to me is important. And also this understanding that porn sex, right. Is very perfect. Often everyone looks perfect. Everyone knows each other's boundaries and what everybody likes. Right. Versus, Sex in real life can be, you got to communicate. You know, if some, I want to know that if somebody farts, we can have a good time and laugh yeah, about it, right? Absolutely. I've fallen off the bed more times than I'd like to admit. And Me it's too. like, I, <laughs> a lot. I want to know that we can laugh and play <laughs> together and have a good time. Yeah. Not this clinical, perfect production of sex like you see in porn and movies, but it's the whole experience. Totally. I love that. Yeah. I want to feel like I can bring my full self to the experience and be met and see who they are. Okay. So to whatever degree you feel comfortable, how important is sex in your life? From the work perspective, it's all I really do. (laughs) And that's what I love working at One Condoms is how do we help people have better, more pleasurable sexual experiences? And yes, a big part of that, what we do is making products that people actually want to use deeply listening to our customers. Hey, what do you like about it? What don't you like about this condom? What could we be doing better? Because we are a condom manufacturer and we focus on innovation. And often that is driven by customer feedback. Like what types of products should we keep coming to the market and always doing something new, which is very cool. Yeah. And then it's also what I love about One Condoms is just that there's a space for me to bring my sex educator self to this work. So doing after school programs for youth that are all about consent and sex ed, 
doing blogs about sexual health. And it's not just, hey, we got to sell a product, which of course we have to do. It's a company. We got to sell products. But we truly believe in this mission of education and changing conversations about how people talk about sex and condoms, making it easier for each other to talk about condoms and safer sex and pleasure. So sex is very important in, in that space. Yeah, totally. And then can you tell us, well, first, actually, side question, where are One Condoms manufactured? Like, where is your manufacturing factory? What is it? A plant? (laughs) So our condoms are manufactured in Malaysia, and then we have one factory in Thailand. Cool. And then our office or headquarters is in the beautiful town of Boston, Massachusetts. (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like kind of obsessed with factories. Like I love machines. I love robots. I love like automated processes that are organized. And so I always dream about going to all of I mean, I know that that's not the sexy part of condoms, but I'm always just like very curious. Also, since I interviewed Melanie Crystal of Laurels and she was talking about how difficult it was to find someone to actually make make the product because it was for vulva owner pleasure and so it's like i'm always just like where is the factory i think hers is in malaysia too i can't remember okay i also i'm a huge nerd for condom manufacturing how they get made the materials even the regulations which are stringent but very cool processes how do you bring new condoms to market and even for us one big goal has been sustainability so we've been building factories with that goal in mind so how do you walls a certain way to maximize sunlight so you don't have to use as much electricity how do you collect rainwater because of the way condoms are manufactured and tested in the process if in the testing process there's a hole because it every condom is tested to make sure there's no holes in it right the machine will automatically discard a condom if it says oh something's wrong with this one but then what do you have you have waste left like rubber waste so instead of throwing that away we take that and sell it to other rubber manufacturers who do rubber products. So instead of them having to make their own rubber, that's a way we can at least utilize that rubber waste in different industries. So it's very cool. I love what we're doing in the factory level to also think about sustainability. I love that. Will you ever be allowed to go to the factory or have you been to the factory? I have not yet been. I was supposed to go and then COVID happened. So I'm hoping I can go next year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just because like, that's like, as a person, I'm like, is there footage out there? I would just go watch it. Like, that's the type of processes stuff that I love to watch and make. And maybe that's where my curiosity, my large curiosity really is too large for one life. But okay. I'm excited for your future trip. I'll have to send you our video of how condoms get manufactured that has a bunch of footage from that. Yes. Okay. And we will link to it because I just love, I love that. Okay. So tell us, you've kind of given us a good overview, but if you had to put it into a clear answer, like how are you, Mila, and or also One Condoms making the world a sexier, more loving place? We've heard about pleasure, we've heard about confidence, but like give us some specifics. To be the kind of person that you can come talk to about sexual health relationships and really trying to even help people and find those conversations, how to talk to people. Like I mentioned, I might talk to a Lyft driver for 20 minutes about what a custom fit condom is, or I'm the person for a lot of my friends who have like teenage kids. Well, they'll come ask me their questions because they don't want to talk to their parents necessarily, but they'll come talk to me or even in our customer service line. When we were first launching my one custom fit, I quickly realized that yes, a lot of the questions are around How do I find my size? How do I find a product? What lubricant specific to the product? But then you just see how much of it's also 
around like anxiety about penis size or anxiety about being able to perform or relationships. Because even though you're a customer service person at a kind of company, this might be the first time that this person has had anyone in their life. And they would often tell me, you're the first person I've ever been able to talk to about sex. And like, that's a lot. And that's incredible. And yes, I have to still balance this line right between like, I'm not a licensed therapist or, and I still have like a job here to do, but really realizing how desperate a lot of people are to just be able to talk about sexual health and pleasure and relationships. And then trying to take all that, that I've learned and try to live into that in whatever capacity on a daily basis that I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. So I first became aware of one condoms through a partner I think this was pre-sex stories. Actually, yeah, this was probably 2018 leading up to like where I was like going to do sex stories and I was collecting interviews and whatever. So I had a partner who made a big, huge deal about his penis size, which I have never identified as a size queen. I have always, I mean, I'm pansexual, omnisexual, bisexual, whatever you want to call it. Like I like the person and figure that I could have pleasure with the parts no matter what they are. I've still never had a partner with a micro penis, very curious, very curious. But I had this partner that was like obsessed with like bragging about his girth. And I think he thought that like telling me his girth size would like push me over the edge into a yes. And I'm like, no, dude, you just have to be kind and consistent and like clear. And so he like told me about one condoms and he was like telling, I don't remember what his size was, but I remember he was going through a divorce. And so he would have his boxes shipped here to me. And he'd be like, did they arrive? And I think this was like a little bit erotic for him maybe. And so that was like my first awareness of the MyFit. And then talking to you, I just learned about the Flex. They're brand new, right? Like that's a brand Mm -hmm. new line. So could you just tell us a little bit like about the sizing, about like what one offers and just like maybe how it's different from other condoms out there? Sure. So one condoms is all about how do we help people have better sexual experiences? So we have all kinds of different products under the One Condoms line from glow-in-the-dark, fun, to studded, to ribbed, to extra lubricated, all the good stuff. We are the round wrapper people. That's how often people know where all the wrappers have really cool art that we've worked with professional. They feel really good, too. The texture, like they feel, and even the postcards, like they're so nice. They feel like it's really nice matte feeling, and I'm obsessed with circles, so... Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) One common thing that I'm sure most people have heard about is condoms don't fit me or they don't feel good. A lot of that is, if you think about it, if we had one size bra or one size shoe, we would all lose our mind, right? Some people's boobs would be flopping right out. Some people would feel really uncomfortable because there's all that extra space. You're not confident. If you have a shoe that's too big, what is it going to do? It's going to fall right off. Or if it's too tight, when you wear heels that are just way too tight and then you get home and you have all those marks on your feet, it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. And when things don't feel good, we tend to not want to wear them again. So kind of with that concept, generally you might know that penises come in different sizes. I do. I actually have experience here. While I haven't met a micro penis in person yet, I have many different size things. And also it's that other thing of like safety too. When it doesn't fit quite right, then I don't feel safe. And if there is one thing I've learned from sex stories over the years is that people have the sexiest, most pleasurable experiences when there's a clear container of safety. Right. So then that's where my own custom fit 
came out of is it has 52 sizes. And people will say, Mila, do you really need that many? And I would actually argue that we need even more. But so it's 10 different lengths and nine different girths and then 52 combinations of those. And one of the incredible things is how much you can increase someone's confidence. And that's, I've talked to now thousands of people and their penises and the partners of people who have the penises around the confidence. When you can wear something that feels right and fits good and feels pleasurable, they're like, oh, now I can actually focus on the sex. And instead of the mechanics of the condom, because some of the common condom fit issues are slippage, right? Like condoms are seven inches long and sometimes they're also too wide for people. And that's often not talked about enough, right? Is that so many people actually experience that condoms fall off. That's not confident. That's not fun for you. And that I've talked to people who will say, Mila, this is the first time in my life where I don't have to hold on to the condom during yeah. sex. Wow. Think about the crappy experience that is. You have one hand that's holding on to a Like that's not fun and doesn't feel confident. So that's a big thing that we're helping solve with my one. And then the other side is when people say condoms are too small for me, what they often mean is that it's too tight yep. in circumference, right? So I'm sure you may have seen the demonstration when somebody puts a condom over their arm, right? To prove how much condoms can stretch. That is the number one goal that I have at this company is to stop people from doing that. (laughs) I see it on media and I see it. Even sex educators do it. I used to do it because that's how I was taught to talk about condoms, Mm. which assumes that every person, that demonstration assumes that every person who says condoms don't fit me is a liar trying to get out of condoms. And that's right. just not a body positive way to talk about condoms. It assumes that somebody's a liar. And putting a condom over your arm is very different than putting it on a penis. Anatomy wise, very different. There is a solid bone in your arm that can withstand a lot of that pressure versus if when you put a condom on a penis that's just way too tight, two things typically happen. Either there's instant erection loss. Or people will say, they call it the red ring of death, which is an old reference to an Xbox dying. But the red ring of death is, it's basically where you have that mark on your penis. It's purple. It's painful. But kind of like putting a rubber band on your wrist or a hair tie on your wrist long, and that's what it leaves. So it's not fun or pleasurable. And what I've talked to so many people now about is they're so worried that the condom is going to cause erection loss. They have this anxiety. There's already so much anxiety often, unfortunately, about performance and penis size, all this pressure that we can unfortunately put on people with penises, that then they're worried that as soon as they put the condom on, they have erection loss. Then they have to explain to their partner why they're having erection loss. It's not you. It's the condom, right? All this anxiety that builds. So that's why with my own, we can actually have different sizes that acknowledge that, oh, wow. Penises come in different sizes. Maybe they should have different suit sizes to wear that how much it just experiences not only this confidence, but also the fact that the condom will work properly. Yeah, that is such a huge, important point, because obviously the physical sensation is a huge part of any physical pleasure interaction. But also, you know, we know that the mental component, this is the biggest sex organ, our brain. So it's like, I know that if I'm nervous that I, if I smell weird or like it's the last, last day of my period and like, I don't know, I don't want like particle everywhere, everywhere on my sheets or whatever, like I'll be thinking about that. And then when it happens, I'm like, ah, and I have also been with enough penis owners to know that 
if they are worried about their erection, if we talk about that at the beginning, and they bring that anxiety into it, and maybe we're in a situation where they don't feel comfortable enough to slow down or they still really are focused on it, it, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like that fear mm-hmm. begets the outcome. I know that in my own life, in non-sexual situations, if I'm scared of something, I get tense. Then if I think that thing has happened, my brain is like looking for that thing. And I'm like, oh God, it's happening. And then it's happening, you know? And so it's like, that's definitely the case with erections. And so I, I can absolutely understand how even just having a condom that I know is thinner or that I know is the right growth size for my partner would be an overall win from the outset, you know, and then the physical component is another aspect. Okay. Is there anything else to say about my one custom fit stuff or can I ask you about graphene yet? I have one more thing. Okay. With my own custom fit through customer service, we started to very quickly realize that this conversation about fit was difficult for a lot of partners of condom users because it's often the person with the penis, right? That comes to our website measures, but it's Mm. also their partners. Like I've talked to wives and girlfriends who are like, I measured him. I want to order this size sample. We tested it. We need it a little bit longer, right? Like kind of taking control of this process, which was very cool. And then I started to think about, well, I wonder if people out there have trouble talking to their partner about this. If you see like a condoms, like always sort of slipping off or it's always feel too tight. How do you talk to your partner in a respectful way, in a body positive way and say, you know what, let's try a different size condom. So that's where measure a penis day. It's a holiday that we invented. That is our very first. So it's to kick off national condom month. Um, I love that. And that is all about how to help people talk to their partners about condom fit, where we even crowdsourced a lot of feedback. Cause I remember we were sitting in that conference room and we said, well, what advice do we give to people? And I said, we have this treasure trough of customers who are so great at this. Let's send out a survey and ask them, well, how did you measure? How did your measuring process go? How did somebody ask you? And they came back with so many stories. It was amazing. Like I just looked like a construction worker and we worked it into role play or I held up three different sizes of vegetables and said, what size penis is more like yours, right? Like the key and how to just be more positive. And a lot of it was also men or people with the pain say basically, look, if there's a better product out there that can feel better for me, I want to know about it. Like just ask. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. Also, I'm having a fantasy. I'm like, Maybe I should do an event on February 1st and invite penis owners to come because I love inspecting genitals. So I have interviewed a number of brothel workers, you know, ladies who are legal sex workers in Nevada. And part of their like agreement process is called a dick check. And so, you know, they do their financial negotiation and then they have to do a visual and like health inspection where they wear gloves and there's alcohol and they like have to, you know, pull on the cock and make sure the pre-cum is clear and all of that. And I'm like, that's so, like, what a hot little medical role play. So for me, the idea of, like, creating some sort of, I don't know, is that my first gangbang party? Kimberly, what do you think? <laughs> is that the first gangbang retreat? We'll see. You know, because, like, I love measuring, I love touching, and I love actually, in like, looking at my partner's genitals. And that's something that I used to feel really, 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 really too shy to do. And I'm like, let's normalize that. Or not even normalize it, but, like, let's show people how hot and cute and sweet that is. Like, that's so sweet. So February 1st, but it's the whole month of February that we're celebrating condom usage. Yes, definitely. Um, and to kick it off is Measure Penis Day. All I about. I love that. And we say it's about measuring 
a penis on your body or in your life. <laughs> mm, I love that. Okay, lovers, I would like you to go measure a penis and share the story about how that went. Dude, I feel like that's going to be my new pickup line to be like, hey, do you need your cock measured? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love do you, it. <laughs> do you have like a guide for people to measure on the website? I think you you do, right? And it comes with size guides. I have a lot of them and I am very, I have used it on one partner so far. <laughs> love it. How did it go? It was good. It was hot. I mean, I'm very like nerdy, slow process oriented. And this partner's like, my cock is amazing. Yay. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm curious to do it with like more people that are slower, but we tested it out. This also was a partner who's not at all. Well, we were using using the one flex because I was like, I want to try the new graphene feeling. So we didn't get to, gir I still wanted to do the measuring though. So we'll try that next time. But this partner is also very good about condoms historically. So it was like, yeah, it's also amazing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I want a more discerning partner to try with, but it was fun. It's hot. I love just like touching and playing and exploring. I love that. We have options for measuring because options is good. So the first is what you're talking about is the fit kit. So people yeah. can go to mindandcondoms.com slash fit kit and download the printable version. You cut it out and it yeah. right on the fit kit, it's going to give you your girth number, right? Yeah. 45 to 64 because you got to measure circumference and then the length letter. So whether it's a C or an F or a G and then you just combine. So it could be 45 C, 47 F, kind of like bra sizes. Amazing. Got to keep it clear that way. And yeah, we do send those fit kits, laminated ones to sex parties and sex educators. I have them in my life, usually my purse one, because naturally I'm always talking about condoms and often people will say, oh, condoms don't fit me. And then I can say, here you go. Here's a penis. Yes. Did you know they come in 52 sizes? <laughs> <laughs> always ready with the fit kit. But we also understand that not everyone has a printer at home or they're scared of paper cuts or scared of paper cuts or maybe don't want to use their office printer to measure dick but also may we live in a world where people stop being worried about getting fired because everyone's like yes we mostly have nudes and sex tapes out there you can't fire us all but yeah, yeah. right now we're, we're not there yet <laughs> right <laughs> lovers this episode is sponsored by blue chew if you are listening to this, you are probably like me and you love sex. And you also know that fantastic sex takes more than just a boner. But if that's all that's missing in your connection with your partner, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. You know, that's my favorite. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with the awkwardness that exists because physicians are not often given great guidance about how to talk about sensitive personal things like boner softness, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. With Blue Chew, penis owners everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. And you know I love a good package. And I have to say, am I allowed to say this? It was very hot when I had a partner who I already had a good, trusting, open relationship. He'd been working on his anxiety, cutting down on screens, meditating, he quit smoking, he started exercising regular, cutting out processed foods, all of that stuff. He was just of a certain age, and I'll just say, the night that he told me he was making his package arrive, it was a very super hot extra layer of turn-on for me personally. So if it's for you, 
This is a super convenient resource. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com, chew it, and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. You can also take your own measurements. So length, base to tip, and then circumference. So all the way around. And then you just enter those on the website and we tell you what size code you are. We even noticed recently that a lot of people are Googling estimate my one size. We said, okay, well, how could we help people estimate? So we just published this blog yesterday. We have fun with it, right? Like what household items can you use around your house? If you don't have a measuring tape or a ruler, we looked up what if you fit into a curing cup, if you're about the circumference of a golf ball, right? Like this is the length of a credit card. So you can measure your We had a lot of fun with it. Oh, I love that. Ooh, I feel like that could yield some really interesting stories too. Because it's like, yeah, what household object is the size of your dick? (laughs) (laughs) Or not everyone has a measuring tape at their house. So you can, but you might have a ruler. So you could use, I've had people use like an iPhone cord or just a piece of paper. And length is easy to measure. But circumference is harder, right, without a measuring tape. But you can just use, yeah, a piece of string or a piece of paper. You wrap that around and then you figure out where it overlaps. And then you use the ruler to measure that. So lots of different fun ways. I mean, come on. It's like the most fun science experiment you can do at home. I think that's (laughs) really fun. I do have a question for penis owners who have like a fairly curved cock. Do you measure the long side of the curve? Yes, you measure the long side. So to make sure that the condom is long enough, because the most important thing is that it's going to cover from base to tip Mm -hmm. to give protection against any STIs that are transmitted by skin to skin contact, but not so long that it hangs off at the tip or bunches at the base, because that's a really big challenge with standard condoms is because they're seven inches long. Hopefully this kind of covers everybody, but it is purposely longer than most penises, which are around five, five and a half inches. So condoms are too long for 91% of people. Right. And that extra length can either hang off at the tip or people say like, it's like wearing pants that are too long. Like, yeah, they work, but it's not comfortable or it bunches at the base and starts to feel really tight because of all that extra latex. Yeah. Yeah. Or holes can be grabby. And if things get vigorous, I have personal experience with extraness causing like extra grabbiness in the holes and then they can come exactly. off. And that's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So lengthwise, that's important. And then circumference or girthwise, that it's tight enough that it stays on, but not so tight that it's like an instant erection killer. It just causes that red ring of death or pain. So, yeah, it is funny that it's so normal where like people who are classically penis owners might go to a tailor and get their neck size measured to wear the right fit of shirt. Like that's a completely normal thing. But like this is I think you're the only brand that offers this specific level of measurement, right? Yes. This many sizes, the only brand around the world, actually, which is very cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And then the third way we have is we launched these samplers. You see them behind you there, the snug sampler. So that's three different sizes, snugger than a regular condom. And then there's 
the classic sampler. So that's going to be a, three different sizes to try out of the 52 around the size of regular condom. And then large sampler, larger than a regular condom. Where if you don't want to measure, don't have time to measure, you want to give it as a gift and you don't necessarily know the size of that friend's penis. Give them all three. You're going on a first date. You don't know what to expect. Bring all the boxes. <laughs> exactly. That's And part of that came out of questions from people saying, well, which sizes should I keep in my nightstand? I don't have yeah. a regular partner. I'm dating. And I don't want to buy 52 sizes. That's a yeah. lot of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to like organize them. Although that would be a really cool like treasure box, like especially for sex workers. Oh man, oh, like you know how they have the so tea organizers. <gasps> Where it's okay. like okay, first we're gonna measure, and then we will take one out of this treasure trough. I love. Yeah. It. <laughs> I might have to have that on my February first gangbang date if I make it there. Ooh. <laughs> one of my goals, also with my one, this dream plan that I've had for years now is yeah. this mobile van that's like decked out really cool and people walk in and it's a new age way to do a glory haul basically like somebody gets around first they get to pick from materials to get them aroused it might be a magazine it might be a video whatever it might be then it's basically you put your penis in a hole and then it measures i don't know how to technologically <gasps> do this this is not what i'm good at so if there's any engineers out there that yeah. can help me and then the machine just spits out your perfect condom and you test it on. Ooh, I need something a little longer or wider. That's Ooh. the dream. How to make it happen. I don't know. I think about it all the time, but Dude, you know. Do you even know that my great dream is to have um, it, a mobile dungeon, but I call it a play ship because it's a place to play full of creativity supplies. So including regular arts and crafts and all the sex toys. Like, and that could be like the vending machine at the back of it and glory holes. I mean, I'm glory hole curious. I never have yet. That's on my bucket list experienced a glory hole. So that is, I love that idea. And yeah, where there's the dream, someone else can figure out the specifics. We have to be the visionaries and then invite the people into that process. I love that exactly. so much. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Thank you. Damn. Okay. So Okay. One day we'll get there. Um, but in the meantime, tell us about graphene because this is a new innovation. Yeah. So we just launched this two months ago. In time for cuffing season. <laughs> Perfectly in time for cuffing season. We launched One Flex. So it's under the One Condoms line where it infuses latex with graphene. Graphene being this very, very, very cool nanomaterial that was discovered in 2004 by two physicists. And very quickly after that, every industry has been trying to figure out how do we use this nanomaterial? Because it's the strongest material, the thinnest material, and the most conductive material ever discovered. Wow. NASA uses it. And then for about a decade, we've been in the R&D pipeline figuring out how to work that into condoms. Because when it comes to new materials and innovation, we're all about it. Yeah. So we just launched it to the market and it's very cool because the graphene helps make the condom super thin, super strong and super flexible, hence the name flex. And one thing that's really cool about it is that latex on its own is an insulator. If we're going to get real nerdy about some yeah, condom let's stuff, do it. Right now, let's get real condom nerdy right now. So latex on its own is an insulator, meaning it traps body heat and doesn't help transmit heat between partners as well. So what's cool about graphene is that when you add graphene to the latex, it helps improve heat transfer by 85%. Mm. So you feel a lot more the body heat, the skin on skin sensation 
in a different way than you would with just a regular latex condom. That's so cool. And what's also cool about it is that latex, when it tends to get thinner, right? Because a lot of people would like to have a thinner condom so you feel more your partner. But when latex gets thinner, there's less material to stretch. Therefore, sometimes thinner condoms, thinner latex condoms can feel tighter. Like Mm. they can feel a lot tighter, hence might cause erection loss or might cause the red ring of death or whatever. So the cool thing about when you bond the graphene molecules to the latex, it helps make that condom stretchier. So even though it's thinner, it's super thin, feels good. You feel more. It also feels stretchier and more flexible. So it doesn't feel as tight as a regular latex thin condom might. I love that. The one thing that I also love about one condoms and working there is we're vegan friendly. We're not GMO. We don't use chemicals. So we're very much into making products that feel good, but also are good for you. And we're constantly trying to improve our products. Think of new ideas. We have three very cool products coming out next year that we're already prepping for that I can't talk about yet. Oh, you have to come back and do a past guest update. Oh, I love new things. Oh, I love innovations. Oh, I'm so curious what they are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I want to jump back to a thread we set down earlier and we were talking about sex ed a little bit. Do you feel comfy sharing what your sex education was like? You said that it was like abstinence only and you said there were a couple of like shamey stories in there. Do they feel like relevant? Yes. The first one was I had a biology class in middle school where for about six weeks, this teacher from a place of love, I'm sure, was talking about how in six weeks, there's going to be a class on reproduction and it's going to be awkward and it's going to be a difficult topic to talk about. So literally we, we were being kind of trained in our mind that it was that reproduction and penises and vaginas and pregnancy is awkward to talk about. For weeks. And then the class, everyone is just primed to just (laughs) not want to talk about it or or ask questions, right? Wow. And it wasn't even anything awkward. It was just, here's how reproduction works. This is what a penis does, what a vulva and a vagina, not that they would ever use the term vulva, right? Right, right. Unfortunately. But just being primed to think about sex in a shamey kind of, we don't talk about this. It's going to be awkward for sure. It was very strange. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. It's also so interesting, right? Because all of the shame that our teachers who aren't, you know, a biology teacher is not necessarily like they have the tools to teach sex ed, but not the emotional tools. Also like doctors, doctors in this country receive very little, if any, like sex ed related, like the human part of sex ed. So that's what we're hopefully filling in the gaps. What was the other story? We had a outside abstinence only educator come to the class it would have been better for them to not come at all to be honest they taught us that condoms mostly have holes in them so you know don't trust them where i have never understood that as a lesson because all that does is make sure people don't use condoms it doesn't necessarily deter people from having sex but the thing that i'll never forget is they lined up 10 boys and then one girl went to the front because of course women only have sex with men i suppose and she was given a pink heart made out of cardboard and then one by one the boys came up and tore a piece of it (gasps) tore tore a piece and then at the end they had her hold it up and say this is what happens to your heart if you have sex 
And I was mouth open in shock. Damn. What? But also being very shy and not being able to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also thinking at the time, like, oh, well, 10 is kind of a lot of people, right? Like I was like 15 at the time or something. But just the shame and just the assumption that men and women only have sex together, that there's some kind of magic about the number 10 and that your like value and your worth as a human and how you experience in sex and pleasure connected in that shamey kind of way. It was just terrible. That is so sad to me because also it's like, well, that doesn't need to be the case if we live in a world where taking care of each other is the norm and maybe the education could be about like, how do we speak to each other with compassion and make sure we're on the same page about what the connection of sex actually means for both of us, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, they're not going to teach that. They just got to scare us. That's so sad. It's so sad, right? And just thinking about how the people who, because I'll never forget it. I'm sure there's people in the class that never forgot it and how a lesson like that can, especially learning it as a teenager, impact how you go experience pleasure and sex and relationship going forward. It just makes me really sad. And I hope that they were able to get more positive lessons. Damn, that makes me want to make an opposite version where it's like a heart-shaped balloon and partners come by. It's like, this is what sex could be like when you select the right people who are on the same page. You know, your heart gets bigger and bigger, like the Grinch swelling, swelling to 10 times his Grinch size. Wow. And the other thing they did too, and this used to be in sex ed lessons, hopefully not so much anymore, is they kind of have people hold up signs like, anal sex, oral sex, kissing on the neck, like all these different. And then they ask the people in the class to like put them in order, like what goes in what order. And then of course you're having conversations like, well, this should go before this. And you're kind of arguing. And the whole point of this lesson is supposed to be like, see, you shouldn't even start kissing on the neck because it might lead to oral and anal and foot play and all this stuff. And like, you're not going to be able to control it once it starts happening. So just don't even do it to begin with. And it's so sad because we're teaching people that we have absolutely no agency. We're not teaching them about consent, right? So what are these lessons? How do we stop them from happening? Dude, that also explains why so many people just think of sex as a penis and vagina and then the penis comes and then it's done. Because it's like if all those things are just gateway drugs and not just a part of the smorgasbord of pleasure, it's like no wonder people are so confused. No wonder there's so much focus on specifically hardness and not overall partnered pleasure and the whole experience. Right. Damn. Well, we could definitely redo that lesson as a like, arrange it for someone who likes butt stuff the most. Arrange it for focus on the vulva owner. Arrange right. it, you know, like, let's redo that. Ugh. Okay. I'm getting all kinds of ideas for future retreats. So <laughs> as a sex educator, as someone who has spent so much time and energy teaching other people about safer sex and pleasure. What do you wish modern sex ed were like? Not all the details, but just like a little overview. Like what would it in your perfect world it kind of like look or feel like? It's all the good stuff from being more inclusive and understanding that people have experienced pleasure and have sex in different ways. I wish there was a whole beginning of it that just asked people to explore their own like values, whether it's personal or cultural or family values. And then how do you kind of set that and then start talking about sexual health. I wish condom demonstrations were more than just how to put a condom on a banana, right? Like talking about fit and size and the different styles and how do you talk to your partner about condoms? Or even penis size. I remember the first time I was with a smaller person and I was like, 
are they weird that they're smaller? Should I be weird? We're not connected. Is it because of that? Should I say something? Should I not say something? They haven't said something. Is this, this condom clearly doesn't fit. I don't, I, that was before I knew there were different size condoms. So it's like, if someone had ever been like, there are different sizes, because this was early on in my life and it's fine. You know, I, I just wish someone had given me that tutorial back then. Right. And that is a big part of what we do now, even with my own custom fit is educating the educators, like helping them like have tools. We're starting a whole process to talk to doctors when they ask the condom questions. A big part of it is this education. And I also wish sex had talked more about relationships, Yep. right? How do you reject somebody if they hit on you in a kind way? Or how do you, if you're not feeling somebody, not just ghost them, right? Like how do you relationships and communication in a way that's more respectful and the teenagers in my life that's often what they come talk to me about is like Mm. oh somebody texted me this or like they're asking me to do this but I'm not ready and they say yeah well you would do it if you loved me kind of like (gasps) how do you people like navigate these difficult conversations or or that can't be trickier right if you haven't practiced or don't know how yeah how can you be kinder towards each other when it comes to conversations about sex and relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a decade and a half into my own life as a sexually active person. And it's only in the last few years after talking to bajillions of people that I've learned to sort of like frame things in the positive and compassionately thank them and let them know what I am available for. And then if there's pushing, I'm like, I don't understand that, you know, and creating those boundaries too. And also getting to know my own boundaries and how do I decide? I mean, this is something that's an ongoing process. How do I decide what I want to do with whom and when? And then add into that how, like, dumb I get when I'm horny. <sighs> you know, I have to make some, like, concrete choices. Yeah. <laughs> Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up? Embrace your desires and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Is there anything else to say about your formative career stuff? Like we went, you know, you became a sex educator, you were curious about sex, but is there anything else in your like work history that is fun to know about? 
I think it always has this little tie back to condoms, which is so funny. Like, I feel like I was meant to come work at One Condoms, right? These weird educational lessons about condoms in high school. Passed out a ton of condoms in college, did the sex ed stuff. Then I moved to New York City after college and did, uh, I passed out a lot of condoms with Lifebeat at concerts and stuff. Cool. And then One Condoms ended up being one of the PR clients. And then I came to work for them. So it was always intended to come work here. And I'm very happy that I did. (laughs) I love that. Would you give us a little overview of what like, I know it's probably not the same thing every day. It sounds like it's very different, but like day in the life, week in the life and like the sexiest and least sexy parts of your job. Day in the life working at a condom company is it's a little bit of product development, right? Working with the product development team on where we are in terms of bringing new condoms to market, where are the clinical trials at, like what kind of materials are we testing next, which is very cool. Bringing some of that feedback from our customers to the product development arena and saying, okay, what can we do about this? Can we do something about this? It's marketing, figuring out like how do we educate people about condoms? We do condom fashion shows, not where people wear the condom, which would also be very cool, oh, but yeah. condoms are made out of condoms. It's called Project Condom. So we work with all kinds of universities, organizations as a way to get people thinking about condoms in an event that's also fun. That's, that's not so just cool. a sex ed 101 lecture, but it's, ooh, look at all these cool condom costumes. And then would you like to take some condoms home with you? (laughs) I love that. And it sounds like you're also talking to people a lot. Yes. That's another thing that I really love. I've had the pleasure of presenting about condom fit at the National Sex Ed Conference, Harvard, all kinds of events where I just try to sneak myself into going to talk about condom fit education and kind of reframing this conversation around condoms and condom fit. So that's one of my favorite parts to do. I used to be so shy about public speaking. And then I just was like, you know what? The only way that I'm going to get over this is to just go and practice. And what more fun could I talk about than penis measuring to 50 to 200 people, right? Like you're just going to get over your fear of public speaking very fast when you have a penis behind you. And you're like, hey, everyone, I brought different sizes of penis models not people, you know, maybe that's a class for the future, but dildos essentially. And let's figure out how to measure these together, right? After that, you just get over it pretty quickly. (laughs) That's so cool. Do people ever come up to you afterward and like overshare personal stories? Because I'm like, for me, that's the dream, right? I love hearing those stories, but that's probably not necessarily your goal. All the time. And I think that's why I love the work that I do because it's (laughs) somebody, I don't know if you experienced this too, but it might be a line at the coffee shop and you randomly talk to the person in front of you and they ask, what do you do? Which is a pretty common question. And then I say, I work at a condom company. And then all of a sudden now they're talking about, you know, how they're experiencing pleasure after their divorce, or it's, here's this thing that I'd like to try with my wife. How do you think I should bring it up to her? And I'm like, we were literally strangers five minutes ago. And now We know so much about each other. I made a new friend. You made a new friend. We talked for an hour and we had a good time. So I think that's one of my favorite parts of the job actually is just totally the way that people can open up to you when they realize like, oh, this person might be able to help me with this thing that I want to talk about, but don't know who to talk to about it. Yeah. I love that so much. I think people are mostly just looking for a non-judgmental sex friend. And it it was Mm -hmm. in my work as a regular, like before I started doing erotic photography and videography, like 
just headshot clients. You know, when I started exploring kink and I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in this new kind of relationship. And then I just started getting stories. And I was like, I love these stories. My friends aren't telling me stories anymore because they're like partnering up and they don't want to share the details. And so that was actually like my gateway. My openness was my gateway drug to sex stories. So I <laughs> love that you love that. Here's a question. You work in the sex industry. You make your money from a sex-related product. So do you identify as a sex worker? That's a really interesting question. I don't think that I have in the past identified that way, but I suppose in a way I could because, yes, I talk about sex all day. I work with products that are about sex. So in one way, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in like a literal definition of this, you know, and it's not to like discount. My personal thought here is like, And now I am dabbling in other parts of sex work, right? But as a podcaster, like, people were like, ooh, like, treating me very sexy. And then I was like, where is the fucking line? And, like, is it, my literal brain is like, well, I literally am a sex work person. So is that a sex worker? (laughs) I feel like the more we broaden the definition, the more helpful it is for everyone. I don't know. And what about for you? Does it ever get, like, it feels like too much? Always. I mean, specifically, yes. And also, there's also something for me, that's been so much easier about identifying as a sex worker because as a podcaster, a lot of people expect me, especially because I'm so open, I am friendly, I do love listening to people. And so they think that like if they're in Los Angeles that I can always just like drop whatever I'm doing, like as if I don't need money to eat food, to go meet them for coffee or lunch or dinner or breakfast. Now that I say, oh, I'm a sex worker, please pay me. And then it makes it very clear who's actually interested in supporting my lifestyle and my actual mission to make the world a sexier, more loving place. And I've started to say to people like, are you trying to distract me from my favorite research? Like, are you, because in my personal life, people know that I'm a workaholic, but I have created a life where my work is my greatest joy. So like, why the fuck would I just stop everything I love for someone who doesn't value me, you know? And so for me, becoming and identifying as a sex worker, and I'm, I haven't yet shared the depths to which I've been exploring and that's coming, that's coming in its divine timing. But I think it's important, especially in this line of work, because I also get a lot of messages from married people who think that I'm just like a free on-demand girlfriend and I'm like no you can go interface with me on sext panther and when I'm there when I make time for that like that's how we can play you know clear containers I'm sure you've experienced creepiness that we don't need to get into details of but it's like go in the clear container people like if you want someone who's if you want to skip all the steps of trust building and interpersonal connection and you just want sexual gratification pay the person (laughs) pay them (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Like just because we talk about sex doesn't mean that I want to have it with With the person talking to me. And yeah, those clear containers. This is professional. This is my life's greatest show to talk about this, but there's a boundary there. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes I'm like, well, can we also talk about like my love for potatoes or whatever? Like I do also like to talk about other things. I like other (laughs) stuff too. I'm a whole person. I know it's wild, you know, and at the same time, I do want to have sex. And at the same time, I'm teaching people how to create clearer invitations that are irresistible because there is that connection. And I think Mm -hmm. getting on the same page about mutual connection is what creates like delicious overlap. I would love to hear your personal thoughts on like, why are you great at what you do? You're a great speaker. You have a passion for it. What else maybe like sparks for making you a great person for educating people about condom fit? 
I really care about the work that I do. And I believe in these products. And sometimes when I go to educational spaces, they look at me first as the marketer, right? right? Trying to come market them something. So that's something that I've had to try to work on is to also help people understand, like, I really believe in this product. And because I have now read sometimes very detailed customer reviews about how a perfectly fitting condom helped change their sex life and how they experience condoms and how they practice safer sex, that I want more people out there to find that. Like if you hate condoms because they don't fit right, I want to find you and talk to you and then, you know, tell you about my one, test it out. If you don't like it, I accept that. That's fine. But how do I find those people out there? Because I really do want people to experience condoms in a different way to give condoms a better reputation. (laughs) Absolutely. And on that note, like I would like to hear kind of what insights about humanity that you've gained through your work, maybe including like the weird hoops you, I imagine you have to jump through for social media, like navigating the online spaces. Yeah. It's interesting. Even as we try to advertise on social media, how often we get rejected because our mixed pleasures variety pack is literally called mixed pleasures. And they say, well, I know it's the product, but can't say pleasure or technically, even though I see, yeah. (laughs) Or even I see ads for lubricant all the time, which are technically not allowed. Yeah. But I see them, but that's like a category. It's like, yes, you can advertise condoms solely for the purpose of preventing STIs or pregnancy, not for pleasure. And you definitely can't talk about lube. And what's always been challenging is it's not a level playing field for all brands, whether it's some brands have way more budget and then they let them get away with whatever they want, let them get away with. I hate that term, but that's how they see it. So it's not this level playing field, even running ads. Dang. Do you feel comfortable saying, or is there like a shareable version of how your work has influenced or informed your own sex life? Listening to how often men or people are identified men or people with the penis mm-hmm. talk about the condom fit and condoms. And just even for myself, reframing that conversation, because I learned that too, right? Like I was taught as a sex educator to do the condom over the arm demonstration and was very much saying to people, oh, if people complain about condom fit, they're liars, right? Like, I thought that I was doing a good thing. And I look back at that and say, oh, I was not doing a good thing because I learned I now have heard all these stories about condom slippage and it not fitting right. And what better experience is when a condom actually fits right, that I've had to like reframe how I even talk to people about condoms. And no, I can't take back the way that I used to educate about it. but (laughs) But now I'm trying to help find the people out there. That would like a better fitting condom and hopefully they can find one. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, you do a job where you help other people gain this confidence in this part of their life that is really impactful. Does that boost your own confidence? Definitely. And hearing stories of other people like having a better time. Oh, they read educational material that we have about lubricant and now they're using lube and how much it's increasing their pleasure and comfort during sex. One thing that I asked our customer service person to start doing a few years ago is once a week when we go through all the reviews to see, you know, which ones should we respond to, save into our like bank of like, oh, look at this cute review is they send a list of the top funniest ones, the cutest ones, the most inspiring ones to our staff. 
just like because it helps remind us all that yes work can be stressful and it's budgets and it's deadlines and it's all emails and how do I clear my inbox kind of stuff but as a cute little weekly reminder about how much our products are helping people experience pleasure have more confidence in the bedroom have more confidence in their condom use and I think it really does help you know you overhear people kind of laughing and having a good time and we share those stories but to as a way to remind ourselves that yes, work is work, but how our work can really help other people have better sex out there. I love that so much. My mom growing up was always like, make your work your play. You'll never have to work a day in your life. And I think I took her like literally at a level she wasn't (laughs) expecting. But, you know, I think bringing in that element of play, no matter what we're doing is huge. And I know that for me, hearing feedback from listeners about like how the podcast has helped. That is what keeps me from quitting this mostly passion project of five years, you know, because it's like that is the fuel. I was at a conference years ago where Midori, sex coach, she had this incredible class all around play. And one of the quotes that's always resonated that she said was one of the saddest things that happens to us adults is that we stop playing, right? Like, we don't go and swing on swings anymore. I mean, depending or role play or whatever costumes and how that's like really sad. And I really Mm -hmm. always remember that that's why even in California recently where I was there, like I saw this beautiful swing on the beach and I went and I swung in that (gasps) swing an hour and it was so fun. And how do you bring that element of laughter and play also into your relationships and your sex life? And forget that we're all inner children and we all generally used to love to play. I mean, I don't mean to generalize it, but playing is fun. And how can you bring that laughter and joy Absolutely. into the various relationships and experiences that you have? Yes. my So my favorite podcast is the Huberman Lab. It's a neuroscience podcast. And there's a whole episode on play. And it talks about how that is actually how we learn, especially about social strategy hierarchy. And it's mm-hmm. how we try stuff out. And it's like, it's hilarious to me that that entire episode does not mention sex. I'm like, do you hear yourself right now? But it, but everything is directly applicable. And I, I would recommend everyone go listen to that because for me, you know, I did get into that kind of like productivity narrative that I think is very common to our society. And I like redid my whole life when I was 27, you know, seven years ago and made sure to include time for play. And I constantly have to kind of like reassert that value and reassert like what does play look like for me today? Because it changes. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to play the same game over and over and over again. And sometimes I do. And sometimes I have favorites. On that note of work stuff and office stuff, like do you have protocols for like how you talk about explicit stuff at work? Is that something that you guys have to think about at all? Or like what is the communication vibe like professionally for you? It can be tricky working at a condom company, right? Like we talk about, we're the first condom officially FDA approved for anal. Like, and then we had a whole campaign that was butt stuff approved. Like, you know, every company has also like a sexual harassment policy. And some of the things are like, don't talk about sexually explicit things at work. And then everything kind of has like an asterisk. And it's like, please also understand that we work in the sexual health space. Environment of your job. Damn. I mean, that's so for me, parsing the specificity of those social signals is a lot. And also on some level, how do you draw from your own experience and share the wisdom that I think is important from our own lived experience? But I guess you have to be like, uh, 
friend told me their experience was that I heard from a listener or a user, you know, uh, I heard from a client customer this thing, you know, because it's because it's also like in every other industry, our personal experience is allowed to inform those conversations professionally. But it's like uh, this is something I'm thinking about a lot as I, an independent artist, am working with more brands and more other professionals because I'm like, wait, how much is too much? What is an overshare in this space? You know, and there are no clear guidelines that I've found so far. Right. And it is even at the office, you're going to naturally connect with certain people on a more friendship, deeper friendship level versus some people you're connecting like on a different type of level. So some people you might share those personal stories, right? Like, oh, this product and I tried it at home and let me tell you about how that went. And like, you know, where you're comfortable sharing that it feels okay to talk about that. So it's also just how you interact with certain people versus others, maybe. Yeah. Which goes back, I think, to your original point of like learning how to communicate about sensitive topics when everyone has Mm -hmm. different boundaries, different comfort levels and different just like experiences there. Right. You gave us a little overview, but is there anything else that you are excited to explore or grow in your work going forward? I'm excited about bringing my one custom fit education now to doctors, right? Like we've tested it on the market now for six years. We know that people love it. So now how do we find educators who talk about condoms, doctors who might be asking about condom use? We're doing some like research studies with universities, like a pre and post surveys about like once they try my one, are they more likely to use condoms? Really taking this like educational part of my own and condom fit to a whole new level. I'm really excited about that because it combines my favorite my one with education. Really excited to see where flex goes and how the heat transfer of it and see how people like it. Get more samples of one flex into the world. So if you want a sample, let me know. I'm listeners out there. And then we have some really cool products, like I said, coming out. Can't quite talk about them yet, but really excited about what's coming for 2024. It's going to be a super fun year. I got a sneak peek and I can agree with that wholeheartedly. (laughs) Okay. And if you could wave a magic wand and teach everyone in the whole wide world something about sex, what would it be? I'd say have fun. Like learn what brings you joy and what brings you pleasure. And then hopefully you can find people that you get to play like that with. I love that. And then if you could go back in time, understanding that how life unfolded is perfect as is, and we all are who we are because of our experiences. But in this hypothetical scenario, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I would probably go back to that high school lesson. I would pop right after, after the abstinence only people came to class and I would say, hey, here's some other things that you could think about instead. Like, These people had a goal in mind. Their goal was to scare people into not having sex. But don't take this to heart. Don't hold this with you. They're doing what they think is right. But here's some lessons about consent and pleasure and all that good stuff instead. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. And now time for a fantasy brainstorm. If we suddenly lived in a world where everyone had to be a sex worker for two years, how would you serve? I would serve probably what we were talking about earlier as like an official penis measure. Like, yes! <laughs> I love that. I'm mean, imagining like fancy gloves, like a cool high neck outfit, like a little bit dominant looking. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. What's your version? 
Yeah, that's how it would be. Like driving in that car around America, like that's what it would probably be. Or saying, hey, have you tried the flex condom or have you tried a glow in the dark condom? You know, just being more hands on (laughs) with the condom education, maybe. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. And I'm imagining like a special tape measure that you can alcohol off really easily, but it's like your golden tape measure or some titanium, you know, some maybe graphene. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. And now, I mean, your mobile glory hole condom dispenser is a great idea. And if you had an unlimited budget to build the perfect playroom dungeon castle or just add on to this, maybe make a fleet of them for you and or for one condoms, what would it look like? What would it be like? What would it include? It would be that mobile condom measuring glory hold tool for sure. And then having just a whole fleet of them and a website that has, oh, now visiting, you know, mobile Alabama. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm like, imagine if we had one of those in every state and it just hit major cities every week, you know, so that's always within a 30 minute drive of somewhere at some point during the year. You know how when we were little, they had book fairs come around to school. Exactly. I'm like, that would be so amazing. That that is exactly the type of stuff that I dream of. Ugh. Any (laughs) other thoughts, anything else you want to say or share? I think that's all I have. I mean, I've had such a fun time talking to you. I feel like I've made a new friend and I can talk to you here for hours. So we have a lot of really creative ideas that we got to get going to. So I'm just so thankful of being here and getting to talk about condoms, my favorite topic in the world. Absolutely. Lovers, you can find One Condoms online at onecondoms.com, myonecondoms.com, and globalprotection.com. Go click around their resources and links. It's amazing. Mila, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Thank you so much. I also played with a new lover this week, an amazing synchronicity who had no idea. I had literally been researching this brand and exploring all the products, and he was a girthier dude who came prepared with his own coverage, which in itself is hot, and I got so excited when I saw the circular packaging, and for me, it was next-level turn-on, and I could not help but do a mini-in-bed interview, and he said yes. His sex life totally changed when he finally started using condoms that actually fit, and we had a great time with them. And I personally only have one data point so far with one flex condoms, but it is a very good data point, and I will keep you posted on my future flex explorations. And if you are an established on-camera content creator open to be measuring you and doing a simultaneous play and interview session on camera, I am extremely graphene curious, and I am working on content to celebrate Measure a Penis Day February 1st. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my one and their team. They are a brilliant product that has been transformative for me in my life. As a young man, I struggled looking for condoms that were the right fit for me. I'm much larger than average. I'm eight and a half inches long by seven inches in girth. So finding condoms that were comfortable, that even fit me, was always a challenge. I just never could. You know, I would buy the competition's condoms that were like extra large, but I could never roll them on. I always had to stretch it out and, you know, try to place it on. And it would be awkward when I was, you know, about to start having sex with someone to try and like figure out how to make a condom work. Fast forward a few years, I got married. So it wasn't necessarily a concern at that point. However, throughout the pandemic, my wife and I discussed the idea of introducing non-monogamy into our relationship. And it was something we were really excited by, but we didn't want to do it unless we could explore it safely. And condoms were at the very forefront of that list. So 
that led me down a path of just trying to find a company with the right product. And it ultimately led me to my one. They provided all the education necessary to understand, you know, how to find the right condom fit. They gave you the resources with the sizing tool. They provided sample condoms of varying sizes around whatever it was that you measured. And they gave you the option to figure out, you know, what works best. And through that, I got a lot of firsts. Like, I literally mean it when I say it was transformative. I figured out how to actually roll condoms onto myself because I found the condom that actually could do it. It was the first time that I had a condom on that actually was my size that didn't break while I had sex. So my comfort levels went up extremely high and it has literally transformed, you know, not just my life, but our relationship because now we're able to navigate something, you know, that was a fantasy at first, but now comfortably take that and safely as well to the next level. And, you know, my one, I want to just thank you so much for being a part of that and for providing such an excellent product. You guys are brilliant and I will not stop buying your product. And I really do look forward to the day you guys release a non-latex version because that would be next level. In any case, thank you guys so much. Earlier in life, I was so disappointed in tight, ill-fitting condoms. The tighter, the less sensation. And then I found my one online. I ordered some and the fit makes the world of difference. After I found the exact model, I began to experiment a little. Since motion is a big part of sensation, I put some of the lube on the last couple inches of the inside of the condom, and it's like wearing nothing. So I gotta say, if my partner's not having fun, then I'm not having fun, but of course that's vice versa too. So now that I'm like 66, and I'm truly blessed as it's all still working, and this is making my golden years golden. I used to have a lot of trouble having the sex, and then I tried my one condom, and it fits really good, and I no longer have the smaller condom. The regular one squeezed my penis so hard that I lose erection. So thank you. Thank you, my partner. Thank you. No more babies for me. Okay, lovers, because I'm currently obsessed with one condoms, I thought it might be interesting also to read some my one testimonials. You've solved the number one biggest drawback of wearing a condom. Shoe companies do it for our feet, so it only makes sense to do it for our other parts. Thank you. That makes sense. Another one. Being just under four inches, it was very hard for me to use a regular condom. Getting past the comments about how small my penis is by every girl I've been with. Oh, man, people say that out loud? Damn. Does that happen to you guys? It was even harder trying to hold a condom on with one hand the whole time. It was awkward and embarrassing. My one condom has changed that 100%. The condoms actually fit. And furthermore, when I had questions about the size of the condom, their size specialists were very helpful. They made me feel like I wasn't the only man who needed smaller condoms. Very true. They come in all shapes and sizes. And that C-length condoms that I needed were very common. Thanks again, my one. My confidence has grown so much. <laughs> I love that. Here's another one. I've actually seen out in the wild the view that because you can fit your fist into a condom, that it'll suit any size penis. I don't know about you, but you can fit a cat in a vase, but that doesn't mean it's comfortable. That is an interesting analogy. Those fuckers get in there all the time. It's bollocks. <laughs> Wait, what? Cats going in vases is a thing? Thank you for making my penis form more comfortable. <laughs> I love that. Okay, another one. Being slightly smaller than average, I needed something that didn't slip. 
Standard condoms had too much excess at the bottom. I found the exact size I needed and it's perfect. No movement at all. Even makes me feel a bit bigger rolling the full lot down my shaft. I fucking love that. <laughs> this one, first, the first sentence is all caps. Took 50 plus years to finally find a condom that fits. Never could really enjoy sex fully because of condoms that nearly strangle away all the sensation. Love your product. <laughs> I love that. Here's another one. If you wanted to see something truly horrifying, put my boyfriend's member into a standard condom. Aww. I, I get what you're saying, but I hate that word horrifying in relationship to any cock. Sure, it stretches around completely, but it looks like a horrifying, tightly stuffed sausage and was incredibly uncomfortable for him. XL condoms were better, but they were noticeably more uncomfortable for him, and he had a serious problem staying hard in them as well. With these, now that he's comfortable, he's able to stay hard, and we get to truly face the big sausage problems, all the fun without worrying about all the unwanted kids. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, because if you're dealing with a larger size, then, like, what you really want to be worrying about is, is the receiver warmed up enough to receive that, you know? You don't have to be worrying about the squishes and the softnesses. Another one. I got these for my boyfriend to try. He was super skeptical, but was really pleasantly surprised at how well they fit. It really does feel like nothing and fits his larger penis size perfectly. Not too tight, doesn't slide off either. Definitely will be getting more smiley face. <laughs> I love this one. The only condoms I've found that are small enough for smaller guys. <laughs> Having a condom that fits correctly is more of a turn on than I ever would have thought. Ooh, I love that. I want to hear those sex stories. It's not only more comfortable, but a huge confidence booster. Having real options when it comes to the size of a condom is very important to me. I have hated condoms for 15 years because they were either too tight or magnum. Everyone deserves to have pleasurable sex without sacrificing safety. Ooh, I love that. That is so true. This is a super solid product. I was self-conscious of my size because I could not fill the length of a regular condom. Oh, they are made long. You know, they're, that's, that's true. But the width was always too tight. Happy to find my one custom fit. The fit helps reduce anxiety or awkward pause time. I had no idea how good a condom could feel. These just rolled on. They fit perfectly and it felt like they weren't even there. They have given me a new lease on sex. I bought these a month ago. Wow, the confidence I have in bed is through the roof. No worries about slipping or falling off, busting the base. I can actually focus on my partner now. Use the fit kit provided and you will get an absolutely perfect fit for your penis. The best thing that has ever happened when it comes to condoms. I love it. I like how they squeeze me and how more natural they feel. My partner also gets a bit more pleasure with how they fit me, a more natural feeling instead of being too tight or baggy or excess rubber, etc. That person sounds like they have many different pieces. Penis sizes? <laughs> I went through the sizing exercise that my one has and sent off for the sampler pack. Perfect fit, perfect feel. It was as easy as putting on underwear. Because of my larger girth size, regular condoms greatly prevented feel, was actually painful sometimes, and would leave an indented ring. No longer an issue. Feels like I'm not wearing anything and comfortable. It's nice knowing a company actually understands that there are more than maybe three sizes of equipment. I've never found a condom that didn't have a death grip on me and hindered my performance, but now I have options to try and I've found some comfortable ones. Much appreciated. I used to avoid condoms, engaging in risky behavior because I couldn't sustain an erection while wearing one. My one has literally changed my life, and I have sex that is safer and has more sensitivity than any other condom I have felt. Thank you. 
Lovers, if you try one condoms and have resulting stories, visit sexstoriespodcast.com and leave us a voice memo. And uh, I, I love to hear stories that include safer sex practices. So keep us posted. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.